Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Greetings and welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 145. Hey, the Nerdist Podcast Live, also known as Jonah, Matt, and myself, are going to be coming to uh, a town near you. If you lived in Northampton, Massachusetts on November 30th, which is really soon, at least at the recording of this podcast, it is. January 6th, we're going to be the 930 Club in D.C. March 2nd, Boulder. March 3rd, Austin, Texas. March 23rd, Philadelphia. March 24th, Atlanta. March 30th, Minneapolis. April 12th, Madison, Wisconsin. April 13th, Chicago, Illinois. April 14th, Iowa City, Iowa. And more dates to be added soon. Damn it, I wanted to get that all in one breath. Then girls would have liked me. Uh, All right. Anyway, this episode is uh, super exciting. This is Kurt Loder, who we worked together at MTV for years, and I don't know if I ever actually met him until the recording of this podcast. Isn't life crazy that way? Not really, huh? It's not weird. You can work with someone and never actually meet him. It's a good lesson to take away. Go say hi to people in your office you've never talked to before. Why, why, go give a, go give a hearty hug to Carol in accounting. Or how about, how about Marv in Human Resources? That weird sounding department that says you can't take your dick out and show it to other people at the Xerox machine. Ah, it's gonna be a good day at work tomorrow. You're welcome! No, boss or closest immediate superior, you're fired! <laughs> I'm lonely. Kurt Loder on the Nerdist Podcast. You hear it. First. Now entering Nerdist.com. Okay. I think, I think we're recording, Matthew. You can just adjust that on the fly. We're actually recording a meltdown now. I'm going to go into airplane this mode. Is, this is very uh, cool recording comics. <laughs> up here. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it feels very high fidelity in a way. Like, yeah, we're doing a thing in an so indie store. Um, Kurt Loader, it's very exciting to have Hi. you have you here on the podcast. Good to be here. At Meltdown Comics, at, especially. At Meltdown Comics. Have you ever been to Meltdown? I never have. It's the first time. It's very cool. And you like comics, though. I love comics. 
Yeah. I have, I have like, there are certain things I know about. I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting the arrival of the Fables Christmas issue. Nice. Next month. <laughs> nice. Love Very Fables. Good. I think we can all agree on that, can we? <laughs> this was, this yes, is they're all nodding their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree on Fables. We had a, I had a Fables conversation last night. Well, there was a, there was a, there was a bunch of, there was a comic buzz last night. Uh, Jonah's girlfriend, Deanna, put on an art show here at mm-hmm. Meltdown. And then... It's just one of the great things about Meltdown. And then outside is Kevin Eastman and a bunch of people painting a mural of the first issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles <laughs> on the side of the building. So it was a it was a fun it was a it was, it was a fun they, nerd fiasco. They said some guy that like like works in one of the other parts of this building came out and was just like, No, what? No. And then they came out and they like, Oh, okay, all right. As long as it's turtles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it all revolves around Meltdown. It all revolves around Meltdown comics in one way or another. Or Guitar Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear they're having a sale this week. Are they having that sale this it's weekend? It's Tuesday. Yeah. Fender Strats. And yeah. 30% off. That's always Squire Strats. Yeah. It's Squire Strats. It's like it's always a 90s flashback weekend on K-Rock. Always that and always a sale. Get a free Center. set of drumsticks from Zildjian. <laughs> Zildjian drumsticks. Oh, my God. Kurt, we... Uh, they don't, I, they don't you, make drumsticks, do they? Do they? I don't know if they, they do. do. They, they do? do. They yeah, do. They, they do. do. They're one of the oldest family-owned companies in. Zildjian is. Yeah, because they started in like fifteen something. Something. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say Zildjian sounds like it was part of the Turkish Empire or something. It was. I'm just on the the floor that you know that. Yeah. That is pretty amazing. Well, that was that's their whole ad campaign. It's just how long they've been around. Well, I just read it. Was a fan of Zildjian. I'm no Sadian guy. Why don't their ads say like Zildjian 550 years, motherfucker, or just something? You can say that if if you're that old. Yeah, if you're 500 years old, you can say motherfucker in print. I think the oldest. I think there's like some like Godfather vampire who runs Zildjian, (laughs) and he's not. He's just not died. He's just been alive in a dark room surrounded with symbols. Oh, drumsticks! He just keeps on licking his finger. The sound will live forever. <laughs> Kurt, we were at MTV at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually met you. I'm not sure either. Uh, I don't remember much before last month. So. <laughs> that, that was longer than that, right? That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I was there like 94 to 98. But you came in in 87? 88. 88. 88. For, uh, for Week in Rock. And, and then it became MTV News. And then MTV News was... I mean, MTV News, as as <laughs> ridiculous and, you know, crappy and sort of uh, superfluous. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that bad. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, as the rest Let's of continue. MTV was, <laughs> as the rest of MTV was, uh, MTV News always had this really, like, uh, a, a grounded um, kind of, you know, a, a really good point of view, a very valid point of view. I think it was improved by its context to some extent. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I think the people involved... Um, but but uh, uh, how did how did that come about? You you had been at Rolling Stone and just g- give me some give me some history. Okay, it's not going to be on the level of Zildjian symbols. <laughs> so you've it not since 1698. <laughs> yeah, years back. after the Zildjian Empire, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, toppled the Middle East. Uh, I was at Rolling Stone. They called me up one day. Said, "Have you ever thought about being on television? <laughs> Who's ever thought of that?" I said, "No." Uh, went over, did a camera test. It was terrible. They hired me. They had somebody, <laughs> they had a producer there from CNN who was very serious about it we can do real news about that stuff it'll have a little kookiness but it has to have good stuff too we did it and that's how it was and i think it was the novelty of it helped to make it 
as successful as it was. I guess, but I remember, I mean, MTV News was in a, a completely separate department. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was untouchable by the rest of the network because it had such a, so it was like the news department and then the image campaign department was the other untouchable department. Hmm. And the image campaign department was where you'd see like, that's where Dennis Leary did his spots and the Jimmy the yeah. Cab Driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a devoted image campaign department whose sole purpose was to essentially create yeah. viral videos before viral videos. Like the Toby Huss. Like all yeah, the Toby yeah, Huss right? stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, how, so first of all, uh, what was it like editing Rolling Stone in the 80s? When well, I wasn't the editor. I was a senior editor, but I was mainly writing stories. Oh, okay. It was great. You know, it was a different time. And uh, you got to do a lot of things. You travel around. It was, it was when they were paying people to travel. Exactly, <laughs> paying people at all. The, the, they thought the, it was the, this was the eighties when they just when they thought the money and the we drugs would money. never. Was that end. when you started asking the Rolling Stones to stop making music? <laughs> that was about the time. <laughs> what the come on. steel wheels? Really? <laughs> <laughs> For just about one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where did you go? What did you get to do? You know, that might be a good album. We've never listened to it. That's true. Here's the Babylon's. Yeah, that was a good tour. Yeah, Dave Matthews Band opened up for them. That was a really good tour. Oh, that's your connection to it. It's yeah, a fucking Dave Matthews Band album. <laughs> How many times have you interviewed Dave Matthews? He is a freaking Dave Matthews. I think you have. No, 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 don't say that. He's a fan. I, I, I do. I enjoyed the Dave really? Matthews Band. We had to, uh, actually, I grew up in the Northeast. I'm we sorry. Had to, uh, she had to cover a, uh, my Kobe Vaughn had to cover a Dave Matthews show on standing up. It was outside. Oh, did you hear how he said for, had to? For three hours. To. Yeah, that's what I do every and time like, they come and like, and like the guy with the fiddle and the dreadlocks can't, can't <laughs> play. He can't play, you know? He's I mean, not the best. <laughs> Oh my god, this is amazing! That the sex no. player. Wait a minute. Her letter is accurate right now. Wait a minute. I'm not gonna disagree with him. No one gets, no one no one really gets away with dissing. It like it just, none yeah. of it has any impact on Matt. No, but when I mean, Kurt Loder sits down no. and says part of the Dave Matthews band is then you're like, well, I mean, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a all the time, but we look like a couple of hipsters, so it doesn't really. It's not, it's not Perlman up there, obviously. That would be amazing. His fiddle solos are very uh, much the same. We, we won't talk about the sax guy. Or Dave. Oh, wait, wait. What? Hey, Dave, great comic actor. I'm not sure if you've ever seen him. He's very good. He's multi-talented. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Player. Playing the, the gay guy. In, well, I don't know. <laughs> what a movie that was. Playing the gay guy, Dave Matthews. Man. <laughs> no, no. He, he played a gay Jonah guy. Ray, there's a line. No, he, play, you he, played, no he played a gay guy in a movie. In uh, the absolute yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. Like the southern guy that turns out to yeah. be gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and, and, and immediately they, they they indicate being gay by immediately turning all queeny. Yeah, it was like exactly. really condescending and kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler's a great guy, but that was a bad movie. Oh yeah, yeah. What was that called? Uh, it was uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Chuck and Larry. Yeah, Chuck yeah. And Larry. Yes. And then he was also in the other one, like the hairdresser. Don't mess with Zohan. Don't mess with yeah, Zohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was in the uh, the last one they did with Jennifer Aniston. He was prepping him to be his new Steve Buscemi. He just needed yeah. <laughs> a weird guy to throw <laughs> into the movie. I don't want to be Buscemi, man. <laughs> well, he won't, he won't have as much time to go out and make music. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, offense. Well, no offense. I'm America sorry. wins, but I lose. <laughs> <laughs> They're not touring this year either. Yeah. Um, that must have been an amazing... I mean, like, I, I think, you know, my time at MTV coming in at 94 was a, was a pretty fun time. Yeah. I mean, we had... You know, we had the groundswell of grunge in full yeah. effect, and and MTV was still relatively. Well, you had your show. Which I had the show, big, which was, was helpful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 MTV was relatively popular at the time. But I always look back and think, 
No, 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 no. But the but the 80s is when MTV would have been went incredible. Like there was still a lot of music videos, which people don't really watch. Which and you is could only see them on MTV. You could only see them on MTV, which was huge. Except for like you had your night flight, you know, like your your little programming blocks on cable would would do music videos every once in a while. But but you also had yeah. um, remote control, <laughs> Great show. and and when they aired the young yeah. ones, and then Kevin Seal, who I was the VJ that I always identified <laughs> with the most. <laughs> At the time, apparently, I just learned this. The when MTV started out, they said, "Well, we're playing videos around the clock. We got you know the huge library. They had thirty-five videos, <laughs> and some of them were like Cliff Richards videos. But they play them around the clock, and people didn't care because they just sit, sit there pasted to their televisions because it was so unique. And today, it's not, of course. And, no. and it didn't take long to. It didn't. It only took a handful of years for people to start getting bored watching. Videos, which is why, and people always complain, like MTV doesn't show videos. And you're like, because no one watches yeah, them. That's yeah. why they started. Because they all started being the same. They're all the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think it's a great loss, but they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why that's why they don't do it. And you can't get ratings on videos because right. they try to. If somebody's watching a video, they love it. The next one they hate, they tune out. You can't get ratings. Oh man. So it's you know now it's like it's reality TV world. Yeah. Like, Sixteen and pregnant. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, imagine all 16-year-olds who are pregnant out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Because no, that's actually, that actually, it's the audience that isn't. And what do they see in that show? Matt likes that show because it's a it's almost a weird, depraved version of Storage Wars. Like, we're gonna, <laughs> where, where the girl is the storage unit. You don't know what's inside. <laughs> that's the locker. <laughs> <laughs> what do we find? What's going to come out of there? Oh, oh. Years of sadness. Shooting out of vaginas. <laughs> well, you know, wasn't there, wasn't there? There was one where it's like, and the guy who got the girl pregnant still didn't even, like, still didn't want to use condoms or whatever. He's like, yeah, I just, well, I don't just, blame him. Just he already had the worst thing that could happen. What are the chances of it happening again? <laughs> you know, I just can't feel it, man. What the eighteen years of responsibility weighing down on you from having to raise a child? Yeah, you can't feel any of that. They've got eight months to coast. So <laughs> I think I see his uh, his outlook there. Take the time clock, man. So what you know what what was the sort what was the vibe at MTV in the eighties? Was it as fun as I? Because people always think working at MTV was a blast in the nineties, and I always say no. Well, it was fine. Mm. It, I mean, there was certainly it was a it was an okay fun job, but it wasn't this crazy party. It was a very controlled environment that they made yeah. seem like it was crazy. Yeah, it's like anything. I think when things start out, nobody knows what they're doing yeah. and uh, it's just yeah you can do whatever you want there, there was just as you say so much money floating around and if you said you know Guns N' Roses is playing Paris mm-hmm. so well, let's go to Paris <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's stay at uh, you know some great hotel and it, there was just all that money and now you can't afford lunch yeah you know, so things have changed a lot what do you think about the the, the sort of the, the, the economics or the, the new economic models of, of, of media do you do you feel like we're going in a in a good direction. Do you think the sort of free slash freemium model is is good overall, or do you feel like nah, it was kind of better when there were only a few outlets? And uh, what do you mean by freemium? Nobody gets paid. Well, freemium. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like that at all. No, no. I mean, freemium just sort of being like you know you you put you know like we do in the podcast, we put stuff yeah. out for free. If we come perform to you know in someone's town, then they they come see yeah. us or you know which is, which is which is nice. Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I think it's really bad for for writers because writers don't get paid at all. 
You yeah. used to be able to make a living from writing, and now if you go to some online outlet and they'll say, well, we've got a story for you, but we're not going to pay you. Right. You know, so you'll get a byline. <laughs> right. And they're called the Huffington Post. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But they're not the only ones. Either. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that sucks, really. I'm opposed to that. But this is it's great all the new media. You get paid in different ways. It's a benefit to you in a different way. That's what's cool about what Bill Simmons is doing with Grantland. He's, like, hiring writers and, like, Chuck Klosterman and, and uh, yeah. Katie Bakes. And, she, and they're, like like good writers and you can go on that site and just read because it's not like they don't have video content it's just articles yeah that's a great site writers good, like McSweeney's is like that too which is nice yeah I wonder what their audience is like you know to actually do people I, care I about... hope it's people like me that <coughs> just enjoy the content a date well <laughs> Oh my god, you don't understand how happy you're making Jonah today. You have no idea. Oh, you know, I woke up hungover and I was like, oh man, I gotta get down there. Today, the greatest. I, I'm sorry. I yeah. was 10 when I started listening to them. And I, I listened to a lot of things when I was 10 that I don't listen to anymore. Well, like my father. My mother. Yeah. <laughs> and we just both reveal things about ourselves. I know, I know. We were just teasing you, man. No, it's you fine. I mean, you're not teasing me. You're teasing me. You're teasing me. Goodbye. No, no, I mean, we're transitively, we're teasing you. Yeah, we should, uh, we should move on. Who else do you listen, who else do you listen to? Uh, who else do you listen Spectre. to? I do listen but that's, Regina I think, Spectre. just because okay. you have a crush on her. Well, no, I enjoyed her music before I saw her. Okay. Uh, and, then you, and then you got the crush. Yeah. Uh, Is that about it, really? Just, no, I listen to... Oh. Uh, I listen to a lot of old uh, jazz. I listen to Miles Davis a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I like uh, Joe Pass, like old jazz guitars. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I can kind of see. Schofield, I enjoy. I can see why you're a guitar guy. Yeah, I, like guitar. I can see why you would bleed into the Dave Matthews sphere if you liked old. If you just liked jazz riffing and yeah. all that well, sort of. Like, well, you yeah. never got into like like that other jazz stuff, though, right? You never got into Fish or. Fish, I, yeah. I have a lot of fish. I, I never got, like, super into fish. but Can we uh, back up? with You just connected jazz and Dave Matthews in some way. <laughs> Doesn't he do a well, lot of freeform jazz guitar? Uh, he does do a lot of freeform jazz. He does have, he has weird time signatures, uh, so that stuff kind of translates over. An alternative explanation for that? Yeah. His band can't keep time. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. I could be wrong, but... Carter Bofer yeah. can keep time. He's a fantastic drummer. He is actually the best guy in the group is the yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah, he is great. Yeah. yeah, he showed me a video of just, it was just some video you had a DVD of just the drummer yeah. playing the like the yeah. song. He's really like, good. This yeah. is great. Yeah, he's, no, great. he's fantastic. Surrounded by drums. He's like an old R and B guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, he started disco bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the oldest guy in the band. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> by disco he was on Neil Young's disco album. <laughs> <laughs> There's a town. That's always a weird do, do. thing when you're a kid getting into rock and roll and you're like, hey, I've never seen this Neil Young record. <laughs> Put it on. Oh no! Old <laughs> so, Canadian disco trans, Saturday night transfu- transistor album. Yes. <laughs> Saturday Night Beaver, the old uh, Canadian disco band. Yes. Um, <laughs> delayed reaction. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for thanks, thanks for thanks for giving me props for the for the, the horrible pun I, like I just threw out there. Um, but I but I really you know I actually did watch MTV News. To get my music-based news, which no one was really, really? Do, no one was really doing at the time, was it? Is it no, that no one really took it seriously in the eighties? Yeah, was MTV yeah. kind of the first outlet to say, or were you the first person to say, 
You know, there is there is actually an audience here who might be interested in in, in what the what these bands are up to. Well, I think it was just a, it was a repeat of the Rolling Stone experience because when they started in 1967, nobody took them seriously, and the reason they broke the Charles Manson story is because you know some of the reporters showed up at the DA's office or something, and they looked like a bunch of hippies, and they mm-hmm. said, Ah, whatever, yeah, sure, here's what's happening. You won't do anything with it, and they did lots with it, and they took you know music news seriously, and took music seriously, and MTV sort of. Re- Repeated that in a way, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems odd at first, but you know, probably still odd today. I mean, how much serious news is there really? I guess that's true. In any Do they field. have any kind of news? I don't. I have not watched MTV know. in ye- years. Yeah. I don't know what goes on there um, anymore. I think they they have a skeletal presence, probably. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure. But Norris, he took over. John, he? John was no. I don't think so. No, no, he, he left. A John's long gone. Yeah. Uh, it was John, and then, so and then no. Allison, and bunch of, bunch of guys. I think everything's, just just the everything's been taken over by reality TV, and yeah. they're, they're serving their audience. The audience loves that stuff. I hate reality TV, but uh, oh yeah, I can't. I don't. I'm not, I mean, they're following their the economic imperative. I guess so, <clears throat> but, but they brought back Beavis and Butthead, which is nice, and they. Uh, they were bringing back liquid television. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, that's nice. Cool. They try every once in a while. They try, you know, like yeah. they did Human Giant, or like yeah. they they try to do stuff that I feel like MTV would have done in the '80s, and then the people watching yeah. now just don't seem to want it. They just want to, they just want to, you know, watch television with their mouths agape and <laughs> drooling. I mean, like, look what Snook and Dunn got up to. You know, yeah. like they don't give a fuck about any kind of any any kind of comedy or edgy comedy. I don't know why my brain thought you were referring to Anna Paquin's character on True Blood. Are there any Americans on that show playing Southerners? It's like New Zealander, Australian, yeah, British. Or should there be? Everybody got that Southern accent, Snooker. Superman's British now. I'm okay with this. <laughs> We have to bring these superheroes back to the United States where they belong. They took our superheroes. They took our superheroes. So is that show going down or up? How do you see it? Which one? Uh, True Blood? Yeah. I've talked about this before, and I I feel like... Too many creatures. Okay, yes. (laughs) Too many creatures. Fairies. There was fairies. Fairies. Let's talk about fucking Weir Panthers. That's the one that always got me. When I heard Weir Panther this season, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Alan Ball? They just made that up. But the the first season of the show... You know, it's like, okay, interesting. This is an interesting allegory for intolerance in the South. And, you know, I would like to see a little more supernatural creature stuff. And then all of a sudden, everyone's <laughs> the a fucking avalanche thing. Comes. And then the avalanche mm-hmm. comes. And, uh, you know, as, as, as I've said, uh, I've, I've, I've talked about this so many times in the podcast because I feel bad for watching the show because it is my guilty. <laughs> it is a guilty pleasure. And I did see the last season all the way through. And God damn it, if everyone isn't a fucking thing. Yeah, well, you know. Everyone's a fucking thing. No one's not something. The, the town, I'm surprised the town itself needs to be like a living, breathing, supernatural <laughs> yeah, creature. The town, the th- yeah, exactly. The town Jesus. is on the hell mouth. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah, the town's exactly. on the hell mouth. That's what's going to happen. I lo- you know, and again, and, and Buffy was a series I actually loved. Oh, yeah, and at the end of every season, you're like... How are they going to top uh, the world-ending threat from last? Oh, a bigger world-ending threat, and then to the end, we're yeah. on it. We're the on world can only end so many times. Seven, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're done. Still, still love that show. Are you watching anything? What do you? What do you? What are you watching? Uh, I like Han a lot. I think that's very good. And uh, Justified, I think is one of the. Oh best my shows god, on. Justified! Yeah, yeah I heard this guy. I love to so say they like hung a lot. It's. I've never heard that. I've heard people. I did, I watched the first two seasons and I I was way into that show and I've just been too busy to watch it this past season. I've never seen it only because I've heard such bad things. Which about it. no, we, we, uh, uh, it's, no, it's, it's actually good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jane. Um, uh, Thomas Jane. Not Thomas Jane. Jane. No, the woman. That, oh, Jane Adams. Jane Adams, yes. Jane Adams yes. is 
I think like Emmy should be nominated for Emmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, she's really good. It sounds like a stupid shit. Let it be yeah. crap, but it's actually really well done. Yeah. Although it may be wandering, it may be drifting this year. Really? I guess it's hard. I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many more pressures with uh, creating stuff these days than just like oh, just make like you have to keep raising stakes and they force you to. Yeah. We have to draw people in. We have to do gimmicks. We have yeah. to do this. That's you know? what kind of made me check out of uh, weeds. It's just like everything kind of kept on getting yeah. too big, and it took away of just the quaintness of it. Yeah. Of, you know, I mean, I like how they got involved with a huge Mexican political yeah, drug there's, cartel. There's, there's the like you know she had the shop, and then the guy comes up and they, they'll put anything on this. You know, just like, I'm like well, that's a bit much. Well, it's, it's built in. I think you have to go somewhere, and there aren't many places to go. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's like an TV news when they added uh, vampires. Yeah, to, like yeah. Tabitha Soren. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I never yeah. met Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Sure, but she, sweet. she is. She is sweet. <coughs> she was. Uh, she's had a very. Prof- she had a very. Uh, I always thought. Oh, I, w- I wanted to see her a little warmer. I want to see Tabitha. W- I want to see her a little warmer on, on television. But she was very, very serious. Very serious on the MTV news. Well, you know, she's. Uh, She's smart. She's very smart. Me no understand. No, well, you know. Pretty girl talk smart words. What word do you make mean? (laughs) Hurt brain. Brain hurt. Uh, Who else? uh, uh, You tell me Biggie die. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you brought, speaking of, speaking of uh, dead musicians, you, uh, you broke the Kurt Cobain story. (laughs) And I remember watching that. I actually remember. How did you feel? Um, I was, uh, I was pretty fucking surprised. I was pretty surprised. I mean, I was... That he was dead, or... Well, just, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that he died. I was mm-hmm. surprised... He just tried to kill himself two weeks earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I, but I guess, I don't he know. It. it was kind of like, one of those, like when Chris Farley died. It was yeah. just like, there was like two or three things that happened leading up to it. Yeah. So by the time Haver was like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just that, that thing where you're, you know, where, where you're younger and... Your idea of death is that something that happens to old people. And I mean, unless unless you've had people, unless in your, it happens to young, unless people. it happens to young people or people in your immediate family. But it's just it, it it's when it happens to people that are in your sphere of influence. Yeah. It really that's yeah, sort of yeah. the mirror of mortality, where you're like, oh yeah, people can just fucking die. Like I don't know, because we certainly this sort of I, I don't know that sort of iconoclast eighties and and nineties and uh, we seeing people that you see every day on television like oh that guy just died. like it's still it's yeah. still it still rocked me a bit and i'm still sad that ken ober's dead like that yeah he was a great guy that one that oh, one freaks yeah. me out it's odd because uh, you know that movie uh kurt loader about us kurt, about us. <laughs> kurt cobain it's all about me <laughs> kurt cobain about his, about his son it was it, it was a series of interviews that michael azarad did with him not long before he died and he sounds completely completely upbeat about it but he's yeah. talking about how you know the, the guys in the band are kind of pissed off at him because he's taking the, the majority of the money because he's writing the songs. And he sounds like he's really over them. He wants to go on and have, I don't know, strings or whatever, yeah. or disco beat. But it sounds like he's really ready to keep going. He's, he sees the future as a, a possible thing, and then he died. And it's weird. He was kind of yeah. an up-and-down guy, I guess. Yeah. Did you know him well? Did no. you know Kurt well? No. No? no. no. You don't know these people well. No, I guess that's true. You do ten minute interviews with them on television. You don't know anybody. I guess, but but the funny. I guess I had that same perception of the MTV cluster that people had of me when I was there. Was like, you guys must know everyone. Hanging out at the beach house. you know, you go, you show up for work, and (coughs) occasionally people come through, and you go, hey, nice to see you at award shows, but but there were no, you know, I wasn't a part of any grand hangouts. Tiki God. 
I did, actually. I did. I did. That guy's name was Andy, and he now works on The Tonight Show. Really? I had As him a do writer? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, I had him do my outgoing message in 1995. <laughs> I had him get on a pavement and go, I am the mighty beach of Tigago! Little message for Chris Hardwick. Oh, my God. I forgot about that fucking yep. thing. Yeah. That, oh, was an, that was a guy named Andy. He was just a, he was a producer, and he just... As in typical MTV fashion, would constantly pull producers and people in to do voiceovers because it was cheaper. Like the girl who played Daria just worked in the office at MTV. Oh, really? And then no, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah. She just worked at the at the. Ah. Did you know this, yeah. Jennifer? Yeah, she she worked at the offices at MTV in New York, and they just you know liked her voice, so they pulled her in. Wow. <laughs> the the other guy who did uh, for the longest time did the. This MTV news break is brought to you by like that guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah. like uh, a sound guy. Oh, weird. Who now works on? Um, I don't know. He might work on Ferguson or one of the other shows. Mm. But it's yeah. That's just that was just the way MTV yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. You can improvise at the beginning, but then yeah. Do <laughs> you still get stopped on the street or anything? People still remember it, but um, but not as much. I mean, like it definitely it gets less and less each year. But I still go places, especially in the Midwest, where people are like. Oh fuck! Single out. I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a lot of other television now, but I don't. I mean, that doesn't bother me. I, I don't get uppity about it. I, I think I I am impressed and surprised that anyone even remembers that show because it, it was on so long ago. It is interesting ago. though because it's like the the age where it's just like a, like a certain age of person will be like, oh, singled out. Then there's a younger person will be like, oh, uh, you know, shitmate. Same, you know? same way that I would have been with uh, same way that I same way when I met Ken Ober. Oh. Uh, you know, when Remote Control had been off for quite a few years, but he was such a huge celebrity yeah. to me because. He was someone I identified with. You know, it's that you get those people in between like 14 and 24. Yeah. And then if they watch stuff every day, it just it just gets into their skin. Yeah. There's so was, many people that came out of uh, remote control too. And Sandler. And yeah. Yeah. Sandler and Colin Quinn and Kari It was a great show. Yeah. yeah it was a really good show. Well, MTV tried to redo that show every few years. They tried to redo that. Yeah. like. Like that sort of veiled sketch comedy game yeah, show it was, format. Idiot Savants was that one of them? Idiot Savants and yeah. Trash, the first show Trash, I different yeah. was was another was another version of that. Yeah. When you when you started when you when you made the jump from Rolling Stone, to, were you were you working at both places at the same time? No. Or did you have to leave Rolling Stone? I had to leave Rolling Stone, and uh, it was a totally different environment. Obviously, um, it was it was odd. I wasn't very good at. It. I think that was a novelty because I don't have the effervescence really required for television. I don't think so. Having somebody there, it's kind of you know deadpan was was odd and i think that that was probably my appeal was that i was odd and out of place well i think the fact that it, it that it was pretty a straight news report mm. was a great balance to the rest of the channel which was a lot of <laughs> tiki other <guy> stuff, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of other stuff yeah it was and at the time the channel was a lot of fun and it was fun to do and it had a blast doing a lot of it so. and, and when did when did that stop when did you when was your last when was the last mtv news report uh, that I did, I think it was 2000 or something. So the, the weekend rock ran for like 10 or 12 years, which is not bad. No, uh, good. Could it not run now because there's no rock anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not enough. Well, there, no, no, this no, album no. came out. That's it for this weekend rock. <laughs> <laughs> this album Corn came out. still sucks. Thank you and good night. <laughs> this album came out and sold a thousand units. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> a thousand. That's I mean, You don't know how hard that yeah, is yeah. now. Let's look at that in '90s terms. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put that through the aggregate. Yeah. We do. We need some kind of reverse inflation for yeah. album sales to show like yeah. cultural impact. Like? Yeah. In 1980, a thousand would really be like a hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, like a guy with the wind actually made like forty billion dollars or something at the box office. Yeah, we're reversing that. We're absolutely <laughs> reversing that. Do you feel like what? What do you think? 
what do you think is going on with, with music now and why are we not seeing because you know even even stations that i used to listen to a lot like k-rock which is you know a station i've worked at mm-hmm. um i still feel like oh well they're they're having they're having a bit of a struggle finding their identity because the, you know that that whatever that used to be alternative music just isn't really yeah. much of a genre anymore well, they're also s- strapped down to their formats i mean that's what's so boring about a lot of radio or anything yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who listens yeah. to music that way? Well, yeah. it's like also, you know, they're they're in luck right now because every band that they used to play, you know, 10, 15 years ago are now re- releasing albums again, like Sublime and right, you know, Jay's Addiction and Soundgarden. They can still play all the same bands because no one ever fucking goes away. Did you ever go to any of those legendary unplugged recordings? Mm, no, I might not have. I know the guy that started them. Alex, Alex Coletti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I trust a big button that's mine. My girl is poison. That wouldn't be that bad. They got that new Jack Swing, man. I think there's a lack of crazy people in, in music now, especially in rock and roll. People aren't getting drunk and wasted and falling off back with balconies or anything. No, I guess that's true. I think I remember seeing that when uh, when Franz Ferdinand won like the British or like whatever the European Music Award, the MTV Music Someone was like, they're just nice guys. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Well, there was there was uh, Jay Riotard, who was a great. Uh, he was from Tennessee, really great. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, but, but like you if, didn't if he, see him everywhere. You know? Yeah, but then like you know, he, I think if he can, if he was able to keep going, if he didn't, you know, yeah. OD. But like he was kind of on his way to just being this legendary, yeah. like just dude in a guitar, fucking tearing it up around the country. Well, MTV, but the power that MTV had in the eighties was to take people like that. Or like, or like, like Weird Al, or like they might be giants, or someone who was offbeat, yeah. and put them at the forefront, uh, you know, in, onto a platform where they knew a lot of people were watching. And now I think it's just a lack of a singular platform that everyone can see. I mean, even with the internet, but the internet's just so expansive. Just yeah. like, well, I think they're also at that time. You know, you're doing so. Let's do stuff that's cool. Maybe people will come to it. And after a while, you're doing stuff that you know people will come to. Right. And you're not showing them anything except what they've seen, which probably is true of everything. I guess, because yeah. you that's, that, that's when you start getting into the sort of uh, fear-based programming. Like, well, I don't want to take a risk on a new thing because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, I don't want to lose. Yeah, give them what they've seen. Which is crazy because the, the, the fear-based programming, which is ba- which is which is loosely, I mean, it's it's all like bottom line dollar stuff. Like, we can bank on this thing right now. Yeah. yeah but you're going to yeah. lose everyone in the future. Yeah. You need to, you know, you need to throw some of that into research and development. Yeah. Let it ride. Why don't you let it ride? No. no. <laughs> ride, ride, ride. Let it ride. There's a new history cha- history channel show called Real Deal, and it looks like it's right up my alley because they have <laughs> they offer someone comes in with their collectible item. There will be three uh, dealers standing around the table <laughs> who offer them money. They can either take the offer from the dealer or go to auction. No, no. <laughs> wow. It's everything I love in one. Real deal on one of the history channels? Yeah. It's a, I can see how that's a historical event. Yeah, yeah. you know. You need, <laughs> wow. listen, it's not anymore, guys. We we accept that. South Park did a Man, great like, job. Now we're like, I'm missing the days when all they showed were Hitler documentaries. <laughs> South Park did a great job uh, last week they, they, or two weeks ago with the History Channel Thanksgiving. Did you see that? No. Did anybody see that? No. It's great because they, like, they do research by watching uh, ancient aliens on the history channel <laughs> and then it fucking turns out that there are aliens and it's, and it's like it's just like Thor but instead it's a pilgrim fighting the oh, evil man. Indians to save all the stuffing god damn that show for yeah. consistently being consistently. funny for, yeah, for over yeah, 13 great years yeah. Yeah. And the Broadway show is great I've oh, not seen it? I haven't yeah. seen it yet it's unbelievable 
Uh, listen to the soundtrack, but like, boo, you uh, ruined it for yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, it was on. It was, you know, it was, I remember. There's stuff on going on on stage that's never been done on Broadway before. Almost everything going on on stage has never been done on Broadway before. It's like War Horse, just <laughs> like War Horse. I haven't seen that, but I anticipate the movie a lot. Yes, me so, too. Yeah. I saw the uh, I saw the trailer for yeah. the actual <laughs> stage show, and I was like, I was like, I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> so you're just in town for a couple of days in LA. Yes. yes. Uh, do you get to LA often? Not as much as I used to, but I have spent a lot of time in LA. Because you wrote, you wrote a book, Kurt Loder. I did. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the God Awful 21st Century Excuse Movie me. Reviews. Did you could hold it up to the mic. Yeah. Can yeah. you guys see this? Can you just want to get a look at the cover? I like how ironically they can't hear you. Would you do that? Because they can't see or hear. So I'm just going to hold the book up right now so you can see the cover. Or riffle through the pages. Make the rippling noise. This is a good read. This is a really good read. That's a big book. It is a big book. Good for you. Jesus Christ. Did, did you get a call from Chris Connolly? Like, what the fuck, Kurt? Come on. No, he gave me a blurb. Oh, he did, Connolly? Yeah, I love Connolly. He's Con- a great guy. Connolly's still great. He's, he's up amazing. He's on the BS report every now and then, and he does great stuff on ESPN right now. <laughs> Connolly was a guy Was a guy like you. Was an, was was a senior editor at a, at a, at a, at a movie magazine. Yeah. Right. Premier, at, a, right? at, a, at an industry well, magazine. Well, he ran. He, he ran. He ran Premiere. Yeah, Premiere, yeah. And, uh, you know why he left? No. They tried to get him to do some some shady thing with the, the, the advertising department wanted him to report on something favorably um, and he quit wow that's awesome that's that is awesome makes me love him even more yeah yeah, yeah. he's a great guy I remember having lunch good with hair. him I remember he, his hair style always changes <laughs> every good. time you see Chris Connolly he has different hair and you're always like you're like a weird troll doll like every time I see you but it, it works like every time it's different but Connolly's great and he I remember we had we were having lunch somewhere in Santa Monica in the in the 1900s and I was like so what movies do you like or what directors do you like and he was like yeah, I really like Quentin Tarantino. There's this movie coming out called Pulp Fiction that I think is going to be really good. And I was like, really? Sounds gimmicky to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Chris Connolly. Guy who knows more about film than I do. <laughs> so weirdly bold of you were right. <laughs> um, or so, you'll seem right in retrospect. I guess, well, maybe. History's revenge. Although I don't know why you leave a gun on the kitchen counter when you're staking out an apartment to go in and take a shit. But I guess it's just one of those things that happens. Well, if he didn't, how was he going to get shot in that really cool scene? Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that's true. Um, how would we get to see the Modesty Blaze book? Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, what? Uh, when did you have the idea to do... Oh, here we go. Hancock. I'm just flipping through the reviews. <laughs> God damn it. Hancock is a great movie. It is. It, the first two acts so of that good. movie are phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it changes completely. So, I mean, we, you can actually see the script revisions and the reshoots. <laughs> you can almost see the pages on the screen in the studio. I don't know the notes. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but but it's bold. I liked it. I like the idea that it completely changes tone and goes crashes to earth at the end. Of course, but you know, <laughs> it is such a it is such a genius idea for a movie, and it starts out. And I I I, I really love Will Smith and. Then halfway through that whole, we're these ancient creatures who can't be together. We have to be separated. And you're, she's one too. And uh, fuckers. And then, and then, and then, and then, you know, Bateman and, and Charlie Theron are just walking down the boardwalk at the end, just kind of like, oh, so did you meet Hitler or whatever they were talking about? And, uh, and it's like, do you not understand the impact of this? You're, yeah. she's, you're gonna die, and she's gonna outlive you. And but she's always gonna be hot. She, hey, that's right. It's somebody scored. Bateman will always be upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the trick, guys, you got to fuck one of them angel aliens they got out there. <laughs> she can't be next to one of her other alien pals or it's, uh, it all goes to shit. 
<laughs> but that was such a great oh, was, the first was half brave, of that movie. It was brave of Will Smith to do that, I think. You know, to using all his risking his charisma and doing question, you know, dodgy material. I heard when when they and I don't know if this is true. This could just be one of those Hollywood legends, and uh, I'm probably stupid. But is this about Fatty Arbuckle? It is not about Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> so he, we're pretty sure he yeah. was set up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely. the whole Natalie Woods Joe Wagner thing. Uh, Joe Wagner, Robert Wagner. Wagner. Robert Wagner. Joe Wagner is a comedian who was a friend of ours who had nothing. Who was not on that? Yeah, I like the thing that Joe was. Yeah, yeah. I think something was okay. Joe's okay. Joe's fine. Do you know what's interesting is every year around this time, I mean, because it's the anniversary of her death, we get the Natalie Wood conspiracy thing pop up like, but did was it really an accident? You know, and then it goes away after Thanksgiving. I think I think I think the Natalie Wood conspiracy cards are coming earlier and earlier every year. Yeah. Uh, if it were a movie, you'd know that Christopher Walken did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's right. That was pretty certain. They just actually the Natalie Wood conspiracy theories now go with the Grove Christmas tree lighting, which that's that happens <laughs> way 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 earlier. Um, Snow. So here's what I heard about Will Smith, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard when it looked like. Uh, his career was was really gonna pop, and he's like, okay, he's really gonna be a big star. Maybe maybe it was after Independence Day that he they sat he sat down with his agents and they looked at every type of movie that historically does well as a blockbuster, uh, mm. and they just went through and plotted out. You're gonna do this movie, then you're gonna do a superhero movie, then you're gonna do this kind of a drama, and then you're gonna do this movie, and then you're gonna do this movie, and then it's pretty much. Like there, there was actually a plan in place good for wow. him. all along. Yeah, but yeah, you have to you have to anticipate good scripts. I mean, he did have good scripts generally. Yes, and you're not sure yeah. they're going to. Well, there's that too. If you could that happen? Could that I really happen? hope yeah. Men in Black Three makes up for Men in Black Two. They're shooting it right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you ever, if you ever rewatch or Men in Black Three, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever rewatch all those old uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Airs, it's like you. It's like you got this guy is. The best performer in the world. Just so it doesn't matter what else is going on yeah. in the scene, he'll always be the funniest person in it. Yeah, yeah. he's he's talented. I love that Carlton. That's who you're talking about, right? That's racist. I he think. was the funniest. Sure he was the racist. funniest person. I'm sure, that's racist. He was the funniest. So what's a, what 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 inspired you to? Write, I mean, obviously your love of movies, but what 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 kind of made you sit down and go? You know, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a tome of. Uh, well, I didn't write the tome. The thing is, if you if you'll write movie reviews and they just fly off into the air when they're done, nobody ever sees them again. Nobody yeah. cares about them. They don't care about you. They don't care if you're alive. So, <laughs> to so the idea of getting all this stuff in one place is very appealing to me. I don't care what happens to the book. It's here, and I have several copies. Did you write the? <laughs> There's one in a mountain in Montana. <laughs> were these were these compiled from different publications like like Reason or any? A lot of them were from uh, for MTV.com. It's seven years worth of reviews, and I'll, uh, several of them are from uh, Reason.com, which I write for now. Yep. And it re- required going back and reading through 500 reviews, some of which are terrible. <laughs> and you realize, geez. <laughs> yeah, man, I really did. impressed when yeah. I saw this one. Have you ever look at a review and go, why the fuck did I think that? that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I didn't put this one on Watchmen because Watchmen, I was so excited that the book was being done. Yeah. And, and what he had seen in advance looked cool. And I just raved about this movie. And then afterwards, thinking about it, I thought, you know, there were things that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I started to question the original material. Like the end, like Alan Moore's end of the book, like, you know, the giant squid. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. No, man. It would freak everyone the fuck out. <laughs> right? And then the world changes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, and, and now, you know, I don't fuck know. Fuck Wall Street. I don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let Me In. I thought Let Me In was a pretty decent remake. Yeah, it was. I have yet to watch the remake. The, the original was so fucking good, yeah. though. I mean, if you've seen the original, you really don't have to see that. But it's, it's pretty. It's it is interesting that they just did. 
I mean, it was almost like a karaoke movie. They're like, yeah, we're going to do the same thing. We're just going to put our people in it. Yeah. Really? You sure you don't want to? Well, we'll change the name a little bit. Yeah, like, and, we'll, let, and we'll let, go to Colorado. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Let the Right One In is such a fucking great movie. So creepy. Um, but, you know, Chloe Moritz is, is really good. I mean, she's, yeah. she's a great actress. I think it's, I'm kind of excited about David Fincher's Dragon Tattoo movie. I think that could be, yeah, you know, that right? could be great. I just like David Fincher. I want to do the sequels, yeah. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo 2, T-O-O, and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo 3, which would be the, the no, The Girl with the Two Dragon, Dragon Tattoo. Tattoo. Uh, yet again? Yeah, yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Girl with the Dragon yeah. Tattoo 3 was the joke yeah, I was yeah. trying to get out there. Uh, I'll, I'll just back into a corner. What did you like this year? Uh, I really liked uh, Tree of Life. I thought that was great. A lot of people felt differently about that movie. Um, <laughs> I thought Tower Heist was actually funny. Yeah, Did you so see I kind of want to see no. it. It was actually funny. I was yeah. expecting it to be it's dreadful. Just a big, big movie, a lot of funny people in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. I like every Sidibe. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> that was good. Yeah. What have you seen that was good? I have not. I've barely seen anything this year. I ne- I, it's if if I do see anything, I'm usually watching it like on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Months after it's come out on 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 my uh, iPad or or or, or whatever, yeah. because I just. I have so little free time these days that when I do have like a, an afternoon off, I for some reason I just feel like I think I just want to stay home. I don't feel like going to, even though sitting in a movie theater is the most one of the most relaxing yeah. activities you can partake. Unless um, it's a heart pounding drama. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> see those, man. Thriller. I thought Drive was a really good movie. Drive was I great. See, yeah. I want to see Drive. Was great. I thought uh, Ryan Gosling just rules the moment. You know, yeah, this yeah, is his really moment. Is. I still need, breaking I, I, up fights, I, I, being I, all sexy, starring in movies. Of March. Did you see Eyes of March? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see the Descendants. It was very handsome, right? Yeah, Descendants. I'm like looking forward. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going just because it's filmed in my home. Was there a dry eye in the house when you saw Parisia Tam and Alexander Payne's short? came on where it was uh what's her name who was in justified the woman who played uh sort of the head of the that hillbilly mafia Margo Martindale. Yeah, yes Margo martindale yeah, yeah, yeah she's great her whole like did you, did you see parisia tam no i did not it's great it's just like a series like different directors like a, a different directors do uh like you Which know yeah, there's like I love you, his was was Margo martindale is, is she's reading the postcard from her trip to paris and it's all like it's it's all done in her voiceover about the different things she yeah. saw in paris oh, and yeah, how yeah, she yeah. you know but it was so fucking good. And then there were other ones in there where you're like, how did that get in this movie? <laughs> but but overall, Parisian Ten was pretty was pretty fun. Pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, the Descendants is really well done, and George Clooney is great in it. I'm a big fan of his. Um, Do you know Clooney's? Uh, no, I don't know Clooney's. Looney Clooney's? No. Looney Clooney's. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, admirer of uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which I think yes. is oh, one yeah, of yeah. the most underrated of all. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's, he's a great director, too, so... Yeah, the, the, the sentence is really well done, and just everything about it is good. But you come out of it thinking you're just underwhelmed for some reason. What was the worst movie you saw this summer as far as the big blockbuster? Oh, that's a tough one. Had to be Green Lantern. Oh, well, Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformers Three, I think, was yeah. worse than Green Lantern. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, <laughs> you know what though? Here's, a, I mean, I didn't see Transformers Three. I just, I've only well, seen like clips. do that to yourself. I've only seen do that to yourself. Yeah. But wait a minute, back. wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> do that to yourself. Okay, okay. Turn back to drinking. Don't let him see. Matt, please. <laughs> no, listen, because uh, at least the thing that I can say for Transformers is that at least the robot effect, the CGI looked really cool. But it, but in Green Lantern, it's uh, did it not? It it looked it looked it looked fine. I, when I saw the first Transformers, it made me feel dumb because I couldn't understand what was happening on the screen. Oh no no no, that wasn't you. No, that's that wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, maybe I'm just old and I don't understand yeah. the crazy Green, effects. Green Lantern on. was really stupid. Green Hornet was really bad. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see that. that. Did anybody see it? I saw, I, saw, yeah, I, saw, yeah. I saw it on a plane, actually. Yeah. I mean, I like Seth Rogen a lot. I, you yeah. know, I just thought, and I think it was, 
You know, like if they offered if they offered me green horn, I'd be like, fuck, sure, why not? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. You'd be so, a great case to lose some weight. I really would. Yeah. Did you see Fifty Fifty? I did. Yeah, what did you think of that? I think it's very hard to make a funny movie about cancer. Yes. yes. So and I think this demonstrated that yet again, and I hope it holds everybody off for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I just like I don't know why I was expecting. I was like, this looks a little. What a cancer's funny now. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, been I got this movie called. Years. I got this movie called Cancer Clowns. It's all about a circus uh-huh. where everyone uh-huh. has cancer in it, it, but it's funny. Let's go. Yeah. There's a th- there's a clip on YouTube for Ricky Gervais's new new show on HBO, and it's just the most hilarious thing. He's, he's interviewing Liam Neeson. Oh, that scene is. So I watched that. Like, like Liam Neeson comes to him and says, you know, I want to do a comedy. Hey, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> and he wants to do a, a comedy about AIDS and bl- black poverty-stricken horrors in yeah. Africa. And it'd be funny. Yeah, so they try to improvise a scene. It's just hilarious. Yeah, oh my it's god! It's really good. It, like he tells me, he's like, uh, I want to do all kinds of different kind of comedy. I want to. I've, I've made a list. Uh, I'm always making lists. That, that's so, why Spielberg hired yeah, me that's for why Schindler's, Schindler's List. Hired me for Schindler's List. And then they laugh. He's like, Why are you laughing? And they're like, Oh, it just sees all. No, I'm serious. I make lists, and that's why he hired. Me. That's amazing. He's like, It's like I want to do stand up. I want to do improv. I want to do monologues. I want to do funny scenes. <laughs> he just goes down his list. Is this, uh, imagine this. Is on the YouTubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a five-minute so scene, great. and it's so, so. And there's good. a Johnny Depp one too, which is the Johnny Depp one's yeah, good. Yeah. It's been getting horrible reviews though. The show, really? Fuck yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's dropping off. They're saying they just like, uh, you know, they redid the David Brent character, but they gave that to Warwick Davis. Yeah. But like, it's like the, there was more than half of the people dropped off in the second yeah. episode. The thing that the thing that I well the thing that I enjoy about your reviews is that they're they're they're. They're pretty straightforward. They tell you what you liked about the movie, what you're not like. There's such a trend now in 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 critic with critics and reviews of of trying to uh, outright the films. In other words, like you know what I mean, like try to write the most clever quote unquote. Like where where you really. I almost, you almost feel bad where you're like, all right, you're just trying to show everyone that you're a good writer as opposed yeah. to just saying whether or not you like this fucking thing. You know, uh, what, why, why do you think that trend is happening? Is it just people trying to, to get above the din of all of the... Uh, yeah, probably insecurity, I imagine. Yeah. You know, they say, like, you're not going to take me seriously unless I try to write like that. Elmore Leonard's right, you know, just be straightforward. Yeah. Don't use adjectives and adverbs. You know. Do you think that? Do you think that there's more? Uh, do you think that that, that it's there, there? seems to be a trend of of, hard, of hardcore negativity about stuff right now. Why is it that people take negativity more seriously than people who are straightforward? It makes positive? them feel like they're being serious, and you think comedy is easy and so forth. You know, comedies are very hard. You know, being pretentious is easy. So yeah. I don't know yeah. why it is either. I'm mystified. Hmm. Well, what's uh, what what is next for you after this book? Are you shooting any? Uh, are you doing well, I'm, any I'm just waiting for Human Centipede three. <laughs> <laughs> As is America. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the world. Human Centipede three. Human Centipede guys yeah. <laughs> around the world. <laughs> human Centipede. See, I'm gonna make that uh, fucking yeah, joke work. I'm gonna make that <laughs> that three joke work around the world. Yeah, Daft Punk's gonna do the soundtrack. Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 As people are just linking up ass to mouth yeah, yeah. all around the. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like dropping just like dropping that 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 uh that communication cable that they did for between england and, yes. and america yeah, yeah, yeah. on the, the floor of the ocean this, this sounds like the bureaucrats from the european union yeah just, just that <laughs> do you, do you live in you live in new york now i do 
And uh, what do you what, what are you gonna do? Like honestly, what do you what do you? Are well, you I'm not leaving you? or anything. I don't no. like it there. <laughs> stick around. What are, what are you trying to say? Kind of I want to know. I want to see you back on television. I really want to see. I don't think I'm not really a television person. I don't think. Why you did it for you know for 13 years? The only people who can be successful on television, like in in sort of chat shows and stuff. I think you have to be stand-up comics. I mean, you really learn your craft doing that. You know, audiences, you're a performer. None of which I am. But you do have that... But you're a funny guy and you also have the straightforward information approach, which I think is uh, unique. Yeah, well, thank you very (laughs) much. Especially with someone like me who is so insecure about saying straightforward things that I have to make jokes around everything. (laughs) So I always respect people who can be like, no, this is how this thing is. You don't yeah. like it or don't. I have a hard time doing that too. That's why I start every statement with like and end it with you know. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 uh, like uh, like John, John Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, you know, right or whatever. No, what I'm saying. That's the <laughs> urban saying. version yeah, of yeah. you know. I long for the approval of the crowd, and I think I'll never have that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? See, there, you are, you're so much a comic, and you don't even know. <laughs> well, who are do you, do you have any good kind of just? I mean, sorry to be all. Dishy, but Uh-oh. just any any kind of good story you could throw at us, where someone wow. was some someone was what someone was just where where you thought they were going to be awesome, and they were just like, wow, what a mega douche this turned out to be. Can you throw anyone? Well, out of again, us? you know, you don't really get to know anybody talking to them for. I guess you do when you're doing. It for or who was real? Let's let's take the high road. Who who did you meet where you thought, well, this person's going to be a douche, and they turned out to be like the nicest person in the world. It's always Tom Cruise. <laughs> Everybody that knows power. him loves him. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I want to be friends with him. Man, David Thompson it. has a great take on him. He says he's the only actor leading man today that is not influenced at all by Brando. And he really goes back to the 30s, 40s template of the star, which I think is David Thompson is one of my favorite film critics. Oh, that's cool. Everybody should go read him. He lives here in California. Let's go knock on his door right now. Yeah. And read hey, it's the Nerdist guys and Kurt Loder. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm uh, having Ooh, breakfast. Hi. I'm meeting the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, Kurt Loder. <laughs> I did have an experience with Elvis Costello once because I went to interview him and he was... Uh, Oh, no. I, I asked a, a, a question. I guess it went on too long. And I was saying, this and that, did you... And when I was finished asking the question, he said, are you speaking English? Oh, I, just, oh, I felt so small. You know? I yeah. felt this small. But he actually turns out to be nice. I love Elvis. I went and saw uh, Alex Coletti, creator of Unplugged, was producing that that chat series that uh, Elvis Costello was yeah. doing in New York, and I oh, went yeah. I went and saw one of those. And uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Julian Schnabel was on, or like a couple other couple oh. other people were on. And it, <laughs> where's it killed in New York? I have a lot of thoughts about him. <laughs> Well, he. This was a genius move on Coletti's part and the producers, but um, Schnabel referenced referenced. Um, oh, who else was on? It was. Uh, uh, oh, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed was on, and, and Schnabel referenced a, an old poem or something, and and Coletti was just like fucking bring it up and throw it in the prompter, and so that wasn't prearranged, was it? Do you think? No, I don't think so. Okay, it didn't because afterwards. Was it Gelmore Schwartz? I can't remember. Probably I can't remember was. what it was because I, I mean, the whole time I was, I was just feeling like, this feels a little uh, hoity-toity. Because uh, afterwards, the reason that I know it wasn't planned is because Alex was like, yeah, we heard him say the thing. And so we just fucking threw it right up in the prompter. And Schnabel just started just started what looked like was reciting the poem from memory. But it really was like all the credit went to the producers who were like, throw that up in the prompter. Oh, He's talking wow. about a thing. But Well, uh, they had it ready. They, they So... 
No, they just they just they whipped it off the internet and just pasted it into the into the prompter. Well, that is cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But the the most fun thing about that was that it was in Studio 8H where they do Saturday Night Live. Oh wow, that's kind of you ever been to SNL taping? Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, yeah, they're great. It's a, it's the worst show to see. Like coming in off the street, you're standing out there waiting, waiting for hours. You finally get in, you're gonna see it. You know, Saturday Night Live, and you're sitting behind a big applause sign or something. <laughs> it has the worst sight lines. Just, you got to watch it twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go home and watch it again to see what you missed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this was a, a tremendous amount of fun, Kurt Loader. It is such an. I, I mean, honestly, you're you're you're. It's really cool to meet you. It's it's funny. It is weird that you can work at the, in the same. I mean, it is essentially like we worked in the same office for years. And then, you know, now, years later, like, oh, yeah, we never actually said, I saw him in the hallway, but we never actually... Yeah, you, were, you were up in the tower suite or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? I was in the satellite. But MTV's L.A. presence was a shitty satellite office in the Texaco building in Universal <laughs> City, which was very bland. Yeah, yeah. There was no presence in Los Angeles. Single that was like the, the first real production that MTV had here besides <clears throat> real world Los Angeles. And uh, and you'd go to New York and it was like, the walls are purple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's fur yeah. on the cubicles. Yeah. You know, it was so people much fun. People were skateboarding fun. down the hall. Yeah, people yeah. were yeah, It was totally like that. <laughs> you know, like, like living and shooting in Los Angeles, I didn't get any of that stuff. Like all the VJs were in New York. Everyone, like Kennedy, like everyone in New York. I, lo- I miss that so much about MTV. It's just the idea. I really think they had it right with, they had, you know, like a pantheon of personalities mm. that really drove the point of view of the channel. And you liked some of them. You didn't like other ones, but you always identified with one yeah. of them. Yeah. And it was it was a really fun time. Yeah. I think uh, things can, you know, media, things can only be fresh, new and hot ones. Yeah. Everything yeah, cools off. So something new will come along maybe in our lifetime. Who knows? Did you think that there was a, I always, I always, I wrote about it in, in my, in my book that there, there was this weird MTV curse and it's not, it's not really, it doesn't really apply anymore, oh, yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah. but the curse, you know, being like, like well, Superman curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to get crippled or die. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Well, that's a Superman curse. What? No, I didn't make no. the curse, Chris. But you brought it up. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you excited about Fables coming out next month? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm the only one that actually reads comics here. I read comics. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, you read The Walking Dead. No, no. I also, I've also been reading the DC Universe. Don't fucking act like you know what I do, Matt Myra. <laughs> I do, Chris. I've been watching you i've been reading animal man i've been reading justice league i've been reading the spider-man still, reboot you, i'm about to read lock and key fuck yourself in the face man <laughs> all right if i can bend that way i will Chris. thank you for the, uh, that way, buddy. One, day. <laughs> one day you'll find that guy um but uh but i but i really i i really do uh um i finally lost my train of thought what was i saying I think uh, you were talking about fables. Yeah. Fables. No, but yeah, we were talking about fables. <laughs> oh, the, the MTV curse. curse. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the MTV curse. The MTV curse being that if you worked there as a VJ or whatever, an on-air personality, that no one else would take you seriously anywhere else, and you just wouldn't really do anything yeah. a- after yeah. MTV. I don't know. Well, maybe. You know. People, people all move on into obscurity and all well, fields. Well, where's Sway nowadays? <laughs> he's still there. Oh. oh, well, there you go. He's actually, he's actually like a, a star. He's, real, he's a great guy. Like, what happened to Jesse Camp, you guys? He used to come yeah. into the he's record He's a pet star now. Oh, really? Yeah, all the time. He, he was really into cassette tapes. Really into them. <laughs> this yeah. was last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like loudly, he wanted everyone to know that he was into cassette tapes because it's weird. <laughs> no, last I heard he works at fucking Petco or Petsmart. Really? Yeah, on uh, uh-huh. Santa Monica. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, still he, dresses the same too. You know. Still has that weird voice. It's gonna, it's gonna, who else? Who else do you remember from? Dave Holmes is still around. Oh, Dave is yeah. great. He's in the comedy scene in LA now. I love Dave Holmes. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's fantastic. That was a fun contest. Kennedy has a radio show on in the yeah. morning now on 98.7. There was a. There I saw was, her the other day. She's great. Yeah, there yeah, was a. There was a. Great. She plays good music and like just funny. I yeah. remember. I remember Kennedy used to when I was at UCLA. I was and I would work in the. I, I was a philosophy major, but I took the animation track because like, I want to learn animation. So I would work all night in the animation lab, and I would listen to Kennedy on overnights at K Rock yeah. as this as she played this character. Well, played a character, but she called herself the Virgin Kennedy. Uh, and she, it was just a weird overnight chat show where she <laughs> barely played music and talked about nothing. And meeting her at MTV was like such a huge, awesome. like, oh my God, you're kidding. And, and we got to, I finally saw her again. There was an unofficial 30th anniversary party mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles where it was just executives and some of the talent and the Zappas were there and, and Kennedy was there and maybe David Holmes, a couple of people, but I don't know. It was just really nice. Like everyone seems to be doing okay. And so that <laughs> yeah, means yeah. that that dumb yeah. purse was all in my fucking head. Yeah. Can we move back to you where you majored in philosophy and animation? Yeah. Well, I majored in philosophy, but I, I, I studied animation on the side cause you, I, you had to be a film major to actually yeah. major in animation. So does your animation, is it somewhat deeper than your average animation? Does it, I can't <laughs> actually, I cannot actually approve that any of my animation existed. Oh, nor can I prove that the animation that I am seeing is the same animation that you are seeing. What's the curse of philosophy? <laughs> In between each frame, reality drops out for like a nanosecond. When you're actually there, there are actually frames that you can't perceive, but that's where reality is dropping out. In between, when you shoot in threes, where you shoot three frames, you know, three frames per second, yeah. or six frames per second, or twelve frames. Per second. Um, so yeah, that, that's how that. No, I entered UCLA as a math major, oh, which I found to be wow. tremendously overstructured, and then and then I went to the philosophy department. Wow. Which was sort of like brain math. <laughs> Spiritual brain math. What did you major in? Uh, I was only in college for two years. I hated it. So an English major. You know, yeah. Whatever. What a jerk. Yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> Gee, what does that contribute what are you to? Gonna, uh, so I wasn't really cut out for the institutional education system, I don't think. Seems like you did okay. Wow. Well, I got very lucky, very fortunate, very blessed. It's weird now that... Uh, I mean, I guess I understand. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying people should not go to college, but it just seems now Why? with with. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Well, I don't want to. Well, because I think some people it works Costs for. A lot. Uh, well, yeah, it costs too much, and and works for some people. A lot of people for don't others. need to go to college. Yeah, I guess. Go. I guess that's. I guess. I guess. I guess that's true. I mean, we do keep learning, but you don't yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There, there is certainly a. Oh, jinx. <laughs> uh, I don't know how this works. Are we not, you're not allowed to talk. Are you supposed to say something? You like pinch him and poke him, and then he owes you a coke. Oh shit! I don't like coke. All right, let's, let's forget this. Awesome. Forget this ever happened. <laughs> we I just like had a coke. moment that I, I think I was passed out or something. <laughs> what was it? Three the days. Oh, that was okay. the audience. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to college. I feel I don't. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Like you know, I'm a professional writer, so I'm. You know, I yeah. think it worked out okay. Ernest yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just feel like I, I went for five years. It was great. Well, when I went when five I went five years, were you? you, you I went to two, one year. I went to. Well, oh. no, I changed the degree I was going for the school I was going to three times. Were you in philosophy too? Or no, something? it was uh, English and then digital media production. Oh, cool. Uh, and then English. 
<laughs> With a minor wow. in Dave Matthews fiddleism. That was that was kind of my major. Such a shitty class. <laughs> you guys. This was the final. <laughs> Dave's great. <laughs> when we finally get Dave on the podcast, you'll all have to answer. No, I'm sure he's good. At, I'm sure he'd be a great guest because yeah. he's a nice, funny guy. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, yeah. he'll forgive us for all of this, so you, we can say worse things. No, because what's going to happen is Matt's going to be like, Chris, Jonah, why don't you tell our guests what you said about him on that yeah. other episode? Yeah. If you don't Russia. remember, I printed it out. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Uh, <laughs> You guys probably didn't bring this. Here's a bunch of impersonations Chris has done of you, Dave Matthews, over the... But you know what? After meeting you, I'm sure he'll understand why we made fun of him. To make fun of you. Oh, my. He has a new record coming out, doesn't he? No. Oh. That's too bad. That was kind of... Well, I guess he has night three of the... Caravan tour in, in New York. Yeah, there's that. Have you have you seen the entire box of the Grateful Dead? Every show played on the '73 Europe tour. Oh, good lord! No. Five hundred discs wow. sold out in a couple days after it was announced. Of course. Oh, yeah. why do, so 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 people want to hear slightly different versions of the same song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Version number seventy three of Space. Wow. Yeah, some guys at some guys at work. It's like they. They were got in someone's car and they had a live fish album and they're like, "Oh wait, this is uh, Boulder, Colorado, right?" <laughs> I can do they that. I can do that with Dave Matthews' records and it's fucking weird. <laughs> uh, that's strange because they're the same every night, aren't they? No, they're very different every oh. night, Kurt. Oh, they, they jam. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Do you know what? I'll they tell you. Jam. I'll tell you why I understand that. How do you do quotes on radio? Like, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, I'll tell you why yeah. I understand that because when I when I was growing up, I could tell you I could do the same thing with stand up. I could tell you if I heard something. Oh, that was from this special. That was from the Showtime special. Like that, just yeah, just by the, the intonation. Yeah, because the weird. The uh, the applause. Like I can tell by that. Like, I don't have to hear the music. I can just. Hear and sometimes the they on one night they go wow wow, and other nights they go wow wow. Yeah, he's got it. Matt has Dave sense. I have I have like I have seventy gigs of the Dave Matthews band. Don't say that out loud. Oh, sorry, man. everyone needs to know that. Oh, um, people actually do shows. need to know that uh, Kurt Loder's book, The Good, The Bad, The Bad, and The God Awful. Uh, is, is this available now or is it coming out? It came out last week. Came out last week. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, awesome. it can be bought together you know, you, in some places. I'm going to Kindle that as soon as I get home. Yeah, sure. I get less money out of that. But... Oh no, no, no! I <laughs> <laughs> got a real book. Thank you. I got a real book. I bought the Kindle. No, movie books are nice. Book. To just like, like I like having like uh, like comprehensive movie review books like on a shelf. Those I do too. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else does, but I like you know Pauline Kael books. Yeah, yeah, Anthony yeah. But they're just fun to read. Yeah, definitely. Plus, like because they're just you know bites. They're like they're great. You know, yeah, toilet books. And it's, yeah. it's almost Christmas. Oh, dare it's yeah. another oh, good reason to buy it. Yeah. Hey, look what I just flipped to. Year one. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street in there. Was that the remake or was that the... Uh, <laughs> Which one? The, I saw when he, someone was flipping, when he was flipping through, I saw that you reviewed Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that could have been stupid. so good. The first, death, the first death was the best death and everything else. No, was yeah, who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's the, the this why, is the part. why do you have to remake that movie? I don't understand. I don't you know what the craziest part is that the you know the practical effect from the original where he's coming through yeah. the wall. They did that digitally, but they made that was a practical yeah. effect twenty years ago. You yeah. think it'd be even cheaper now to do it than to fucking make it digital where it looked worse? Yeah, that yeah. That, that was the one thing in the trailer. Freddy Krueger needs to have that sort of a hokey sense of humor that Robert England brought to it. Yeah. You can't, you can't say those lines. He's the most lovable child molester ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he didn't, they didn't really, he didn't really start being that funny until uh, Dream Warriors, the yeah. third one. Yeah, and that's when like the sense of humor and the kind of like yeah. the sick. 
That's when you became aware of, like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp was in that one, right? The third one. She came back. Yeah, I think that also, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the doc. She was yeah. the doctor. She was one of the yeah. who was trying to prescribe. Frank Darabont or no? Who who wrote? Darabont the, wrote Dream Warriors. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the Blob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, Which is a great, great movie. I was on the set of that when they were making that. Really? Like in Hancock. Damn it! Did you get it? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of fake smoke and they were remaking The Blob. Again, why? <laughs> why? But. I, thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool what they did. We re-watched it on Halloween and there's, they, you know, they do all these things where they like spend so much time setting up like this main yeah. character kid and they kill him instantly. And then there's um, the sheriff who's also, he's uh, Dale in The Walking Dead right now. Yep. It's like uh, he, like you think he's gonna save the day, he dies right away. Yeah. It's just like they do a lot of weird things like Dale that. Dale is played by a Jeffrey Dumont. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, and you know, you know, who else? Uh, what else is uh, there's? I wanted to, see, I wanted to see, I wanted to see that movie where uh, the creature comes to a small uh, lake town and terrorizes a doctor played by Richard Dreyfuss. What about Blob? <laughs> say, Come on, I'm gonna make these movie puns work. What about Blob? I'm gonna make these movie uh, puns. That work. was Lake Winnipesaki. Yeah. Richard Dreyfuss is in Piranha 3D. Which is fucking yeah, great. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's a fabulous. It's a great movie. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I loved it. I can't it wait for that to make it a sequel. I'm, I'm so three. Yeah. I'm so glad that that's happening. Yeah, that, that, that's. I like Adam Scott is perfect in that movie. <laughs> Adam Scott's gonna win a fucking uh, Academy Award someday. Yeah, he's so great. Yeah. Every time you see that, like he's one of those guys that. Whenever he's on screen or whatever he's doing, it's like Kristen Wiig. You, wherever they're on screen, you're like, I just want to watch that person. Yeah, yeah. Whatever choice they're making is fucking. Dumb. Remember him from the? He was in the Aviator. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. You know, Howard Hughes is like right hand man, like a little, you know, slick back hair mustache. Oh, he was in Star Trek: First Contact. Oh. He was the on the Defiant Bridge. He says our weapons are down. There's another ship coming in. It's the Enterprise. Yeah. That's his line. Wow, that's really amazing. <laughs> Recited like a Dave Matthews concert. Yep. Yep. Thank you for bringing us back to that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I had I had the weird SNL dream last night that I have twice a year. I'm hosting SNL, which is never going to happen. But I'm hosting SNL. Uh, I've not been to rehearsal. Why do you have this the dream sh- twice a year? I don't know. I just do twice a year. I have the SNL dream. I'm hosting SNL. We're in the middle of a scene. But I've just appeared in the scene. No rehearsal. I don't know what's going on. I can't read the words on the teleprompter. And, and we're all just waiting. We're all just waiting for something to happen. And it's funny. I've had that dream so many times over the years that my brain does recast the dream with current cast members. <laughs> so, like, Kristen Wiig was in the one last night. And she, awesome. and she and I was like, God damn it, she's so funny. She just saved the scene that I ruined. <laughs> and then it did, hated did, you uh, did Anna Gasteyer save the scene for you? Anna Gasteyer has been in them before. <laughs> yeah. What about Denitra Vance? <laughs> no Denitra Vance. Ah. Denitra Vance has never been in one. Um, well, Kurt Loder, thank you so much for coming to Thanks Meltdown on, on a Saturday. This is really, really great to see you. And uh, I hope to hope to see you again soon. I wish you the best of luck with the book. Follow Kurt on thank Twitter. You. It's very good. <laughs> no, you do good Yeah, Matt, Matt, did, Matt, yeah. Matt freaked out when he realized you were following him on Twitter. Like genuinely freaked yeah, out. I was like, "Oh my god, Kurt is following me." <laughs> he's gonna, he's going you. to unfollow you now, like, but well, that's fair. <laughs> at least that's you fair. got to enjoy it for a while. At least you know why you're unfollowing yeah. me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Enjoy your burrito. Okay. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, 
You're safe from heat domes, super storms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.